Thanks for being here. If you would turn to page 32 in your packets, we'll do it. The topic is addressing a hot topic without generating all the heat. These are some true comments that were said to me recently. The Bible is so male-centric. It is completely unjust how the Bible only presents God as a man. I can't stand how the church oppresses women and only allows men to lead. Why are all Christians so antagonistic to those in same-sex relationships? I have no respect for Christians anymore since they all voted for Donald Trump. (laughs) Last one is this, the church is full of hypocrites. People say one thing on Sunday and do the exact opposite during the week. That last statement was said to me about two weeks ago. On a Friday afternoon, I went over to Home Depot to get my yearly stack of bags of mulch. So I had gotten 40 bags of mulch and uh, the the young man from Home Depot was helping me load them into the van and and we start up a conversation. I'm of the opinion that if if God brings someone into your life, it must be we need to try to see if we can witness to them. So he had a tat of of a cross on his arm and so I'm always looking for tats. Those are a great entry into a conversation. So I said, oh, are you religious? That's, that's, a great, that's a great cross. He's like, ah, I used to be, but... And he said that thing, the church is so full of hypocrites. People say one thing on Sunday and do the exact opposite during the week. Don't you agree? Now, inside, I'm like, no, we're not all hypocrites, okay? But I said, yeah, I, you know, I really agree. It is, it is a hard, hard thing for anyone to say one thing and do the other. And he just went on. He was just very antagonistic toward the church. I just drew him out, listen, and as much as I can, I agreed with him. The line was getting a little bit longer, so I finally went home and uh, was unloading the bags of mulch, and I had paid for 40, but I unloaded 43. I'm like, ah, in the midst of us talking, there was a miscount. I had three extra bags of mulch. And so I decided to do what I hope you would do. I loaded the three bags back on, went over to Home Depot, got back in line, pulled up, and he said, you need more bags of mulch? I'm like, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't pay for these three. Uh, I wanted to return them. He's like, nobody does that. I think, well, you know what? I'm one of those religious people that's tempted to be a hypocrite. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's me. I said, if you have a moment, I would like to tell you about something that changed my life such that it even affects how I view bags of mulch. He's like, well, go ahead. So I told him the gospel of Jesus. We had a great conversation. I invited him to church afterwards and stuff. Um, I I, I don't do that often, and I don't do it well. But I felt like it was a God-given opportunity to take a very hot topic and to lower the heat such that there's an opportunity to minister to the person, even if you don't feel like you have to win the argument. That's just what I want to talk to us about this morning. You probably know this, but, but our time and our culture present numerous opportunities to talk about hot topics, 
with those who are inside the church and outside the church. Uh, the way I define a hot topic is this. A hot topic is an issue or topic that because of the nature of the subject matter, they, it tends to generate a lot of emotions and a lot of heat. They can be political topics. They can be cultural topics. They can be spiritual topics. They can be, they can be personal topics. And I think the challenge for us who, who claim to know Christ is how, how do we not avoid those topics, but, but how do we address them in a way that, that lessens the heat and increases the love such that perhaps we have the opportunity not only to image Christ, but to speak the words of Christ. I was really struck in our time in, in uh, 2 Timothy 2, chapter 2, that Ben went through. Remember how he said four times that Paul reminded Timothy, don't argue, don't argue. Here's just two of those verses. Charge them before God not to quarrel. It does no good. It only ruins the hearers. Then this, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but kind to everyone. Able to teach patiently enduring evil, perhaps correcting his opponents with gentleness. So on the top of your outline, I put a few verses from Philippians 2. See what it says? Do, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. See the setting there. We'll shine like stars in the sky when we begin to do all things without grumbling or arguing. And then there's that quote by Tim Keller. Tim Keller is a, is a pastor in, in Manhattan, he says this, bad evangelism says, I'm right, you're wrong, and I'd love to tell you about it. And I tell you, if that's the definition, I've done a lot of bad evangelism. But good evangelism says, we're both wrong. And I'd love to tell you about how Jesus can make us right. That's just what I want to talk about for a few minutes this morning. God, thanks for our time. Thanks for the opportunity we have to, to represent Christ in this particular time and culture and this generation. Help even our few minutes here this morning to equip us to be even more faithful for the opportunities before us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Just like to walk you through very quickly four steps. These steps do not guarantee anything. They're mostly how to reorient our heart and our attitude as we talk to people about hot topics. The first step is simply to love. I think that is the most supernatural of the steps. And what that means is, as we face another person who has generated the heat of a hot topic for us, we have to pray, God, Help me to love them because you loved me and my doubts and in my antagonism and in my foolishness and my rebellion. So before you ever address a topic, you've got to pray that you can see the person behind the topic, behind the issue, and pray and labor that you would love them. 
Remember how Jesus summarized all the Old Testament laws and commandments? He, he just smushed it together like this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and strength. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is very much like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And friends, as hard as it may seem in the midst of a debate or a tense situation or a hot topic, you really can love the other person. Because as, as John says in 1 John, because God first loved you. And that, that's our position as we go into any opportunity. We're like, Lord, help me to love the person behind the conversation here. Remember what it says in Romans 2.4, I think I quoted it last night, God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. So that kindness, that love, that has got to be the aroma as we approach a situation. And I tell you, it is supernatural because when I'm challenged, and those quotes that I read to start out, those are true quotes. And like you, I feel attacked. I'm tempted to feel defensive. I'm tempted to feel pushed back on my heels. And it's the gospel that can help me to say, Lord, help this not to be about me right now. But help me to love the other person. Now, as an evidence of that love, the next step is this. You and I have to listen. And I put down on your outline, we must listen to understand and not to object or to respond. This is hard for many of us because we're listening often for an opening. But we can't do that. We have to listen to understand. In James 1, he says, let, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And my, my counsel to you is in these situations to not only listen for the facts of the issue, but listen for the drama or the emotions behind the issue. In other words, we have to listen to understand this question. Why is this topic a hot topic for this person? That's, I think, critical. So whenever you sense the heat, you have to ask yourself, why is there so much heat here? And then you have to listen and ask to understand. So that, that person who, who had said uh, the Bible is so male-centric, it, it is completely unjust how the Bible only presents um, God as a man. The more I listened to them, this person was a woman, and the more I listened to them, I realized that for their world, their experience, men used power to press down other people. That was her experience in her family growing up. So she naturally took that experience and she transpositioned it onto God himself. And so as she looks at the Bible, she sees God as a male and she's like, I don't want to be oppressed by someone who has absolute authority. And you know what? Once I understood that, I'm like, I could agree with that. Like, like who would want that to happen? 
Or how about this one, the, the person who said, um, why are all Christians so antagonistic to those in same-sex relationships? Now, this is someone who had been an advocate of those who are in same-sex relationship, and her experience, this is a chaplain on one of her campuses, was that Christians were unbelievably hurtful. They didn't try to understand the situation, but they had a conclusion that they immediately slammed shut on the situation. The more I understood that, I understood why there's heat behind this. And the last one is this. I have no, you know, I have no respect for Christians anymore because they all voted for Donald Trump. And the more I listened, I understood it's because this person actually agreed with a number of Trump's economic policies, but they saw the way that he treated people who are handicapped, how he made fun of people, and his track record with women. He's like, I could never vote for a man like that, that package. And, and the more I listened, I'm like, oh, I understand what's going on here. I understand. So listen, sorry, love Listen, and then the third, I'm sort of bending into it here, is think, think. This is what I wrote on your sheet. Explore where you can actually agree with what is beneath and behind the question or objections. So you're lo loving the other person, you're listening, 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 not only for the issue, but for what's going on behind the issue. And then you think, where can I actually agree with what's being said. So as you consider what you are hearing, think of where you can actually agree with any part of it. And listen, you may have to dig a bit, but it's there. Even what this person said, I have no respect for Christians anymore if they all voted for, for Donald Trump. I, I think there are a lot of falsehoods in that statement, but I understood what was behind the statement. I really do. And... Uh, it, it, is, it is hard, this is personally, it, it's hard for me to think about one of our presidential candidates who has a track record of women the way that he does. It's totally distasteful to me. Like, I can get that. I get that. I get it, too, with what this chaplain said, her experience of Christians who have a preset conclusion and, for, and refuse to get to know the situation or the people. I don't want that to happen with me. Why would I want that to happen to somebody else? Like, I get it. I understand. And even this person, this young woman who said, it's offensive to me that the Bible presents God in, in male terms. I, I would agree. Like, it does. But what's behind it is, I would agree that authority that feels heavy and imposed is so difficult. Who would want to be pressed down simply because of who they are? So what happens is I'm loving the other person, I'm listening, and all of a sudden on some level, I find myself agreeing with what is being said. Do you see how that starts to take the heat away from me in the conversation? We're actually working through it together. Even when this guy at Home Depot said, all the churches full of hypocrites, yeah, I hate that about us. I hate the fact that most of us, me, will be inspired at focus, but beginning of next week, it'll be so hard for us to do anything that we've all sung and agreed to. Like, I understand. It's part of sin, but I really, it's hard for me. 
And so this has helped me to not be antagonistic toward people, but to come alongside people in terms of their hot topics. And so we love people, we listen, 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 we think, where at any level can I agree with something that's being said? And then the last thing is we speak. We speak. And I think part of the goal in speaking, I have it there on your, on your sheet, is to state the objection as positively and graciously as you can. In other words, say to the person, this is what I hear you're saying. And if you can repeat it in such a way that they're like, yes, that's what I'm struggling with. I think you've won a great battle at that point. So state it as positively and graciously as you can. And after you're able to do that, I have often found that the temperature has gone down in the conversation. Rather than a battle, it becomes a conversation. And after you're able to state the objection as positively and graciously as you can, what I, what I often do is I say, I just wonder, would it be all right if I gave you a thought here? And almost always the person's like, sure. Yeah, what do you think? Or I say, would this be a good time to give you another thought on what you just said? And again, oftentimes the person said yes, and that's when I can gently press in with the truth of the gospel because the heat has been taken down in the conversation. Friends, I think this is a good model. I didn't come up with it myself, but I think with hot topics, we often feel very defensive and we take things personally. I just want to assure you, we don't have to get defensive. Like the Lord is our defender. And we don't have to take things personally because guess what? It ain't about us. We're just representing the Lord. I think I used this example last night or earlier in the week, but uh, the, the other day I, I went fishing with uh, one of the guys from Muhlenberg out at Lake Henrietta. And uh, what you don't do when you're fishing is you don't take a shotgun out to the lake. You don't aim it into the water, and as soon as you see a glint, you're like, boom! I, I'm not a hunter, but I just don't think that's how it's done. I think the way it's done is you just quietly go up to the shore of the dock you're patient, you choose the right lure, and in fact, we went through a couple to figure out what fish were biting then. Throw it out there, patient, just reeling it in, and when there's a bite, you pull and just start to bring it gently, gently toward you in shore. I think that's a great model for evangelism. God didn't call us to shoot people with verbal shotguns. It's not about us, as I said last night, I would rather win the person than win the argument. And so, would God give us the grace to love people in their foolishness because he loved us in our foolishness? To listen to them so that we can understand what's going on and why it's going on. To think Lord, help me see where as a fellow sinner, I can agree with anything that's being said. And then to speak 
in a way that graciously and respectfully summarizes their thing, and perhaps God could give an opening for us to share about Christ. That in brief is how to address a hot topic without generating all the heat. Our Father, even as we think about the upcoming months uh, at home or um, away from campus for many of us, Lord, would you give us many opportunities to love non-Christians or or even fellow brothers and sisters who are deeply struggling with, with hot topics. Help us to listen well, to listen to understand Help us to to think and explore where we can actually agree. Help us to speak words of kindness and graciousness as we restate what's going on in a way that they feel understood. And Lord, ultimately, would that provide an opportunity for us to speak to them about our hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to be uh, fishers of people and not hunters. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.